All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, here's coming to you live from Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, shout out to my boy CJ Jaddy's Juice, letting us use his fucking grandma's fucking front end room. <laughs> what a fucking treat that is. Uh, got an exciting show today. Uh, if you like what you see here, link and subscribe or like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. We're also on all the other platforms, Spotify, Apple, whatever, wherever you can find a podcast. We're fucking on it, all right? Uh, come to you live Vegas, did some shows out here. Had a buddy of mine out here uh, hit me up. He came to the show last night. I was like, man, come on through to the podcast tomorrow. Let's get it while we're hot since we ain't ever in town together a lot. And, uh, yeah, it's been a great time out here. Had a great show. Uh, just wheeling and dealing. I haven't been to one casino because I know I'm a piece of shit degenerate and I'll gamble all my money away that I made out here. So I've stayed away from the casino. i pretty proud of myself. Having a grand old time. All right, without further ado, let's fuck our turn and our attention here. I appreciate my boy coming out. I've been a fucking fan of his for a long time. Uh, probably the biggest human being I've ever seen in person. So that's a fucking treat, an absolute <laughs> snack machine. But without further ado, y'all give it up for fucking Brian Cage, the AEW legend. There it is. You said machine too. Snack machine, the machine. That is one of my monikers as well. You know, I came straight from the gym, get my swole on. So I got... Uh, you gotta excuse the like oh, the, no. fr- the free willy mohawk I got. I love on. it, baby. That's the that's the captive orca. Fucking fresh then, pump though, then, too. Look, look, oh, the I, Snorlax. You like? The, look, I fucking love well, that. Well, I, I was gonna wear the retro Shawn Michaels shirt, you know, ah! to throw one to throw one back at you. But then I, you know, when I'm on the podcast, I gotta sh- I gotta show off the guns a little. bit. No, you gotta you gotta yeah, pop. It's and, gotta and, be popping. I got the I got I got the Snorflex. Snorflex, dude. Is right, that so, is that your line or is that no just- no no? But it's just uh. So I, I never buy any like, especially fitness like apparel because I usually like get so much of it that you'll know, comp or give sure, me or whatever. Sure. And I'm at a fitness expo and I see the Snorlax, which is my favorite Pokemon. Oh yeah. And uh, but then you know the Snorflex thing, I go, I gotta have that. That's, gotta have it. That, that, that's I, like, I even told the guy, I'm like, I don't buy anything at these expos, but I'm gonna buy that shit right have there. The Snorflex, <laughs> I'm, I'm, dude. I got I got the matchy pin to go along with it. Yo, how old are you, my guy? See, I uh, I am 39 this 39? year. God damn, boy, you look good for 39. You, you know, I thought so, too. My wife was trying to say, you know, because she's Latin. She's uh, she's Nicaraguan. And she's like, you know, I hate to say it, babe, but I'm going to look better than you, you know, for a longer period of time because you're, you're just a white guy. And I said, I'm not, I mean, I look pretty fucking good for yeah, 39. Dude. Yeah. Uh, I don't think people, really, not just from the body, I mean, the face up, too. And I don't yeah. even try. So How fucking dare her say that mm-hmm. about you, dude? I think it's because she's getting a little insecure. Yeah, like but and you just, <laughs> uh, can we say she's pregnant now? Yes, right? yes, so yes. Congratulations. Yes. It is out there. Guy. Thank you. This okay. is uh, our second child. Okay. It's, it's my third. I actually have a, from the old high school sweetheart, I have a 17-year-old son who just turned 17. No shit. Weeks ago. Yeah. Come Damn. on, my guy. Goddamn adult about that's that's crazy. So, <laughs> what uh, where are you from originally? You from California originally, right? Northern yeah. California, okay. um, Chico to be exact. Actually, I uh, I graduated with Aaron Rodgers. No shit. Mm-hmm. That's a flex in itself, son of a. It's bitch. a little bit of a. So it, it's definitely a name drop. I'm not trying to flex on it, but yeah. But what's cool was so going back then too, right? Especially around that that time, that matches a lot of the. The wrestling apparel used, you know, from NWO and the Stone yeah. shirts and stuff. So, like, everybody watched wrestling then. And I, I always thought it was funny because... So, like, everyone watched it and they loved it. But then, like, in the masses in front of people, like, you kind of got mocked a little bit for, like, wearing a shirt or liking it. And then when no one was looking, they'd be like, yo, man, did you watch Raw last night? And, like, yeah, you know, whatever, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, they go all into it and have all the facts. Like, man, you guys are such... But Aaron, you know, he was still, like... A, over and popular, and he was the quarterback then. Was he a stud For, back then in high school too? Yeah, just yeah, no, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. Everyone knew he was going to be something. But what was cool about him was he never faked it. He was 110 percent all about. Dude, I, I, he's one of my favorite athletes. Oh yeah, yeah he's, I mean. he's the man. Especially how he, I handled a lot of stuff. Like I was a. Uh, 
I was really happy I spoke up for a lot of things. But but yeah, I mean, he had my respect just from from my, you know freshman year, just because he was he always played it straight. He wasn't the uh, he wouldn't try to like you know pretend like he wasn't a wrestling fan. He was through and through, just like oh yeah, fuck man. yeah. And yeah, you grew up sitting. If you're 39, you grew up prime attitude era. Then. Oh yeah, for and sure. That, I mean, and that's one thing I want to talk to you about with the wrestling shit nowadays. Like, cause I kind of quit watching it probably when I was like 15, 16. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah. when John Cena started becoming, you know, the ruthless big, aggression the, era. Yeah, yes, it, yes. that's when it started coming in, and and you know, Stone Cold was kind of hurt all the time. The Rock yeah. was still there, but but like, what's it like? Now? What's the like environment now on it? Like, how, how do you go about? Like, I mean, I have seen your video. You fucking power bombing that dude through the fucking table at that wedding. That was incredible. <laughs> that, that was, was so fucking good. awesome. That was so good. Yeah. I, I I couldn't believe that when I got asked to do that, and uh, uh, well, actually, we'll, we'll touch on that in okay, a second. Okay. But to go back. I mean, it's definitely, um, I mean, everything evolves and changes, right? For so, sure. Um, I, I will say, maybe to throw some shade to you, uh, one big compliment I get all the time, which stands me out and kind of led to me actually getting that, that wedding booking, is that, uh, you know, this day and age, I'm one of the few people that actually still look like a wrestler. And see, I'm so glad you fucking said oh, that, Oh, I'll say it all day long. I, I'm so glad you said because, like, dude. Because I, I know back in like the, the attitude area, I mean, those guys, there are a lot of st steroids and shit in, in, yeah, yeah, in yeah. wrestling stuff. And then they kind of cracked down on it. But like, I went to a wrestling school the other day. They reached out to us to, for my TV crew. Yeah. And they were like, well, come through. You'll learn how to take bumps. I got choke slammed by a big seven footer. And I'm seeing these guys and they're up and coming guys too. And, you know, the, the lit, you know, they got the moves. They're technically, yeah. they're great. But the look, and that's the, that, that's like the facade, the physique, the fucking mysterious part. Like, if I see some, Average Joe doing a fucking suplex. I'm like, yeah, that's not that, you know. But if I see a, a fucking a vending machine pick me up and power bomb me through a fucking table, I'm gonna watch that. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Dude, 100. So like, so like, I graduated high school 155 pounds, and I did it especially around you know attitude era. Backyard wrestling was hot, so of course I did that. And I was, you know, there were some of my friends are 125, 130 pounds. So in comparison, I was a bigger guy, but I definitely wasn't a big guy. And I never thought that I would aspire to like put on this much size but i knew like before i even went into wrestling school i want to go in there and look like damn all right this guy's an athlete this guy's in yeah. shape this guy's serious he yeah. wants it and i remember like uh right when i graduated high school my my sophomore PE teacher who was a big wrestling fan who knew how much i wanted to be a wrestler he's like hey i have summer school this year if you want i'll open up the gym so every day that summer i graduated or after i graduated i would jog to my high school first thing in the morning i'd get there and i'd just start hitting the weights monday through friday and that's how i just kind of got into the weight training and fell in love with it it's like look i gotta i gotta i gotta get to the part as as far as the look as much as possible before i go enroll in this wrestling school and then you know i go and i do that and my uh my very first loop through a few different like independent promotions in uh, Northern California, I, you know, I, I get brought in just as the you know the green boy the, to meet everyone, accept the chairs, whatever. Yeah, and uh, and not even trying to be insulting, um, my uh, you know my coach at the time was like, oh, so Brian, what'd you think? And I go, man, nobody nobody really likes to work out in the Indies, huh? Yeah, like that was just like that was like. I wasn't trying to shit on anybody, but that's just my first thought. I was like, dude, everybody looks like trash. Is everybody's either extremely overweight and out of shape, or you know, super skinny wearing board or uh, gym shorts and yeah, look, look what I'm wearing right now. Yeah, like just the showing of, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm yeah. like, I'm like, come on, man. Take, what is take this? some goddamn pride. You know right? what I'm saying? There was, there was. You said too, the average Joe. Like, there's a couple good lines, and uh, Steve Kern. You know how it is? Mm -hmm. It's like in. I, I was signed with WWE Developmental. He had two amazing lines there. One was. Before you, he's like, if you want to join this business, if you want to get in this business, you want to be a wrestler. The first thing you should do 
is strip down into your underwear, look at yourself in the mirror, and go, "Would I pay to see this on TV?" Would I watch that guy? Yep. Mm-hmm. And then, and then he said, and also, if you come out and you look like you belong in the crowd, well, you probably you're do. a fan. Yeah, you're just a you, fan. you know what I mean. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it does take away the mystique and it the allure does. of it. It does, man. And it, even even with that, when I got to Lucha Underground, which is probably one of my favorite promotions I've ever worked for, um, which is actually where I met the wife. She was a ring announcer there. I was one of her favorites from the get-go just because even for her, she's like, oh, wow. Even though there's a bunch of amazing athletes and tons of guys who are in shape, but she's like, oh, but she's like, she's all me. She's like, oh, Brian actually looks like a wrestler, a yeah. throwback wrestler. And, that, and that's something I say in my seminars, too, was like, look, you don't have to look like me, but at least at the very end of the day, you should be in shape and look like an athlete. Regardless if this is all work or not, you're still a professional athlete, so you should be able to show up, perform, and look the part. 100%. Like, if I take a, like a gander at you, if I take a look at you, and I'm like, damn, I don't want to get into a bar fight with that motherfucker, you know what I'm saying? That's when you got the, you know what I'm saying? It's intimidating. Yeah. It's, and it, that fucking plays right into the, you know, to the shit, the whole thing. Like, so when did you... How many promotions have you been with? In, like, in which, what has been your favorite moment of promotion? Or, or how, just take me through that story, like the come up, the come up of the. Well, beginning. I mean, obviously, promotion-wise, in general, like if you're talking every, you know, shithole promotion to the good promotion, I've been to, you know, a thousand. Yeah. People even ask, how's that even start? And it's, it's, it's like being like an indie rock band, or even like you know, a comment. You know, you got to yeah. go through the shithole ones where like you do the shit open mics. Yeah, for yeah, 10 yeah of course. You know, I'm like getting that. paid nothing. You just happen yeah. to be there and show up, and then I'm getting paid. 20 bucks to 40 bucks to 75 bucks and then people are reaching out trying to fly you out and you're like what you're gonna fly me out like so on and so forth but um i mean i've worked for every major company you know well now aw owns a ring of honor but ring of honor aw wwe uh lucha underground triple a in mexico yeah no in japan um i mean and I, i've got to travel the world been to so many different countries it's, it's been amazing I, I definitely have uh chased the dream and lived the dream and i've wanted to do this since i was 10 years old but going back to lucha underground when I was there, that's a big quote I would always say was, I never thought, at 10 years old, I had a feeling and thought of like, okay, what would it be like to be a pro wrestler? And it wasn't until Lucha Underground that I was like, okay, this is exactly how I thought it would be I'm in it. Yeah. to be a pro yeah. wrestler at 10 years old. So, And I, and I guaranteed everyone who would doubt me and stuff uh, when I was in high school that I'd be in WWE by the time I was 24. And cool thing, when I was 20, when I turned 24, I got signed by WWE. So that was that's cool. Fucking awesome. That was a cool little checklist right there. But... Um, Matter of fact, I, I left um, my 17-year-old son, right, going back to him. So I was still with his mom, and with her permission, I got an opportunity through my guy, Chris Canyon, to get to Deep South Wrestling, which was a developmental league at the time in, in Atlanta for WWE. And, um, you know, I was like, oh, I'm going to have to you know, relocate. And I had a really good paying job at the time, and I have to basically sacrifice it all, leave it all behind, go over here. And, and I was I was scared shitless to do it. I mean, I'm still really young. Uh, I haven't really been out of, uh, you know, California. So it's definitely a big culture shock. And I was like, you know what, though? I'd, I'd live in more regret going, what if, if I didn't do this? Yeah. As opposed, I'm yeah. like, and I even thought about, like, you know what, dude? Home's always just a plane ticket away. I can go over there. I can always just fly you back home. We'll yeah. figure it out. We'll figure it out. So, and I, and I, I accrued over $20,000 of debt living over there because I found out the hard way. Especially coming from California, at least California state minimum wage, you know, is decent pay. So I didn't know different states had different minimum wage, oh, especially when it's federal. So at that time when I moved over there, like in two thousand six or whatever it was, uh, Georgia, the federal minimum wage was five fifteen an hour. Oh, I remember those oh, days, buddy. So it was a pretty significant, substantial pay cut. So all the money I was making, I was sending back home to the mom and uh, and for my son, and I was just living off credit cards. And so it was it was a little rough times, but thankfully I can say wrestling is what ended up 
paying all my debt off in the long Dude, run. That's fucking incredible. But uh, you know, I went out there and I, I I sacrificed and I made it. And I remember when I when I put my two weeks in at my job that I had, which you know sucked to quit that job. But again, I'm like, this is the dream. I want to chase it. My boss at the time, he was like, hey, he kind of like went on went in on me a little bit. He's like, oh, you're gonna leave your your family and your kid behind and blah blah. blah. Go chase this, you know this this dream that's ever going to come to fruition. Like you have like no chance of making it. And, and even then, as I'm saying this, he wasn't necessarily saying it like to be degrading about it. Yeah. He, just, like, like, he wasn't trying to be a straight up dick about it, but he, like he, I think he was more just trying to be realistic. Like, Hey, don't do this. Don't do this. You yeah. Know? He wasn't doing it like maliciously, but it still came off that way. We're all like this motherfucker. Yeah. Fuck that guy. So he's, he's like, you know, he's like, you have a better chance of winning the lottery. My son has a better chance of being in the NFL whatever right so i go out through i do the damn thing well we'll fast forward to me getting a contract i come back home uh for christmas uh that was 2008 and uh, i see him at the local gym and i and actually and his name uh is jim too and i go oh hey what's up jim and he's like, oh brian what are you doing i go oh, i just in town for the holidays i go hey how's john that's his son's name he goes, oh, he's good i go is he in the nfl come on and he goes come on no, what? Why? Like, why would I ask that? I go, oh, because I'm in WWE. I just wanted to let you know that. Just a flex. Boom. Yes. Dropped the baby. mic. Yes. Went, the wind got my set in afterwards. So, like, yeah, it was, that was Dude, pretty that good. that feels good. No, that like, feel good. Going back to what you're saying, like, you know, no one tells you when you're ready. You know what I'm saying? You just got to take that leap. You know, there's no, like, right, there's no manual. There's no right time to go, oh, yeah, this is it. Like, if you, like you said, if, if, I, if, you, don't, if you don't ever wait, you'll always wonder what if. And that's the same thing, like, with comedy. Like, I was just like, if I don't do this, I'm going to kick myself in the ass my entire life. If I don't just at least go try. Because I walked away from, like, you know, big oil field job making, like, really, really good money to go be a broke comic. And I'm like, I've had a better time in the past six months than I've had the rest of my life. Oh, you know what I'm sure. saying? So, like, about all the places you've been, all the shit you've seen, like, you've lived. You know what I'm saying? But how does that stack up with, I mean, how long can a man go, you know, body breaks down and shit like that? How do you feel health-wise and stuff? Uh, you know, I, it's like, weird. because any I, big I injuries? Feel, injuries? I, I feel phenomenal. And not so phenomenal all at the same time. It's it's weird. I luckily knock on some wood, give me some wood knock on. I don't yeah, know. Right. I don't want to break anything. You said this is eighteen hundred furniture. I don't want to break nothing. But uh um I haven't had any major injuries. Like I, I, I tore my bicep and had bicep surgery uh, beginning twenty twenty. Outside of that, like I mean I've been messed up a lot, but I haven't had any surgery. So I've been pretty safe as far as that goes. Um I mean I have a current deal that goes for like the next six years now with AEW. So, really? Yeah. yeah Congrats, I dude. Fuck so yeah. I, and actually going back to that too, I, my deal came up this year and I was going back and forth between WWE and AEW, whether to uh, stay or to go. And there was a lot of, a lot of revolving factors, pros and cons on both ends. And uh, one big thing there is Tony absolutely loves wrestling and he loves wrestlers. And so he actually has a heart and he really wants to take care of everyone there. So if he signs you to a deal, then he lives up to his commitment. Like there's been plenty of guys where I feel like who haven't got used at all. Like maybe they're on a three year deal and they haven't really got used at all. But hey, he still has them signed and paid for that that three years. That's fucking good. So going back to our friend that we talked about too, whereas WWE, I mean they cut people left and right. It's not yeah. like it just happened to her. Like it happens all the yeah, time. Yeah, she said they lay like a It's about to people. happen this month. You know what I mean? So I even thought about that. Like WWE can say whatever they want too, but also like you know even the offered me double the money in half the time i could be there for six weeks and then cut. see you later they just cut you like so i was like you know what especially for some stuff we're trying to do outside of wrestling and for you know my wife's pregnant as we said and for financial security which is hard to get in this business going forward i was like you know what i could be a 
bigger star, maybe a bigger deal if I went to WWE. It was like, but maybe for safekeeping and for selfless purposes, maybe it's better if I just stay where I am. And no, 100% job security. That's all. Yeah. Especially, you know, with and exactly. and on the way. I've still got to do so much. I mean, I've lived the dream. I mean, I can't complain. So. Wait, what year? Because, like, I mean, I, like I said, I got out of the wrestling there, and, and, and WWE was, you know, that's when it was WWF, and then, yep. you know, WWE. And then I saw AEW start kind of popping up on. When did it come into big fruition and kind of one of the main players? It's like the number two wrestling network. Oh, in for the world, sure. So right? like, I mean, right when it. So the very first like, oh, so the unofficial first event, realistically was was was, which kind of was the prelude into it was uh, a, a situation called All In, which was Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks and Candy and stuff all kind of like put together made their own show but it was it was very much aw before aw which it led to aw kind of coming to existence and then 2000 may 2019 out here in vegas double or nothing that was technically the very first official show and then their tv started the 2019 october so it hasn't been around that long which also was is substantial the fact that it's you know been almost four years and it's already it's already basically neck and neck yeah, with yeah, WWE yeah. where WWE's been around for 50 years exactly so. it reminds me of the WCW and WWE like the Monday yeah, Night yeah. Wars you know what I'm saying yeah, yeah. so that's crazy man uh, so what's who's some of the big who's your favorite person or who, some big names you've wrestled or who's some of the favorite people you've wrestled and what kind of cool um, shit goes every, on in there? everybody always asks those questions yeah. it's always so hard too because like there's so many good matches I've had and like, you, know, you forget so many on the, on the fly like uh um, so I, I got to wrestle, uh, I, I said my, my friend, Chris Canyon, do you know him at all? Do you remember I don't him? Know him. No, no, who better the Canyon WW days. He also was a character in Mortis. A lot of people like recognize, okay. but yeah, really good friends with DDP. They lost stuff with him, but he was phenomenal. He was, uh, one of his monikers was the innovator of offense. And one of mine is the multi-move paragon. So it's kind of a play on words, but he was very influential to my style of wrestling and a lot of the stuff I do. Um, but, uh, I got to wrestle him in my hometown at a promotion, that I that I worked, which is significantly, and what it means to me, you know, deep down, is probably my most like important match yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um. But I had when I was in WWE, I had some awesome matches with Tyson Kidd or T.J. Wilson. People know him as both, who's retired now, but he's phenomenal. Uh, this guy Noah called uh, Nakajima, who I feel is severely underrated, phenomenal over here. And when I was in Impact, um, my match with Michael Elgin or matches with Michael Elgin. Were phenomenal. Uh, almost everything I did in Lucha Underground was great with Willie Mack and Pentagon and Phoenix and uh, Tejano. Like there's there's so many good matches there. There's there's nothing bad there. Uh, best match I've had in AW. There's a top guy there named um, Hangman Adam Page that uh, I, I got to wrestle. That we, we had really tore the house on. I've been dying to work Kenny Omega. And even then, there's yeah there's there's so many matches there that I haven't had. And when I even signed there, because I got offers from like a lot of companies when I. I left uh, Impact in 2020, pre-pandemic, and a big reason why I wanted to go to AW, not only because of how much it was blown up, and I knew it was going to be a big deal, but there were so many first-time matches that I wanted to have. Sure. And, I, and there's still so many I haven't had, so I'm, I'm really hoping that, you know, with this long-term deal and a lot of negotiations and meetings we had before I signed back would will lead me to be able to have those type of matches for sure. Nice, man. Hell yeah. And, I like, uh, one thing I didn't know, when I got when I took that wrestling school the other day, for my whole entire life, I thought the referee was just a goddamn prop. Oh yeah, nope. nope. And dude, he is a guy that kind of helps in case someone gets concussed, doesn't know where they're at or something. He kind of he kind of ringmasters it, like he kind of maneuvers it and helps you kind of like stay in, like I guess 
stay in form and shit. I had no idea that that was actually a thing. So yeah, when when you have a good ref, it's phenomenal. Like you, you definitely know when you have a, a shitty ref because it it pays dividends. But yeah, because I mean, obviously a lot of people go, oh, it's pointless, it's pointless. Like no, and, and even just the referee jobs, as far as just being a ref. And I always tell them too, when I critique refs, I'm like, look, man, you're the authority in there. Whether it's you know you're not supposed to do that or not like you're a big part of like creating an illusion if everyone's sell, selling it yeah. yeah i'm like but you can't let people boss you around like even for it's me you're a bit like you're the umpire yeah you can throw my ass out you know yeah. what i mean i should be putting my hands on you you shouldn't be intimidating me you should make me intimidated of you and the more like the bigger i feel like you create that like that that creates like, oh oh shit this this ref does have some authority you know what i mean yeah. like you're not gonna be tramping over the ref in the ufc you know what i mean like, oh, that's, yeah, that's like no. so i'm like you too many times they let that go but then yes on the inside they help communicate with you they help give you time cues yeah you know if like there's time if like you know if it's a tag match or something where like as you're jacking off with the crowd or whatever and like you can say something to the ref so that he can communicate to the other guy and like and and there's there's some refs that i've had too like even coming up when you're greener that'll help call spots for you on the fly and stuff and like kind of yeah. direct you if you're kind they of maneuver, lost. And like because especially like when I got choke slammed at that rest school by a big seven footer, and when I hit that, yeah, I was on a pad. I hit yeah. the pad. I didn't even hit the canvas. A pad. It still knocked the goddamn breath out of me. <laughs> and so, I, and like you take a bump. I took a bump the wrong way. Slam my head. Like, oh, I'm concussed. Hundred percent. I'm concussed. I'm like, I can see where like if you're kind of off kilter and like take a big hit, he can kind of keep you in line. Oh, for sure, you know what I'm sure, saying? I just sure. had no idea that was he played that big of a role in some of How how does the process go? Like. Y'all get there the day of, and the guy you're working with is y'all kind of go through it in the ring, like a warm up, like a practice. So, or do you choreograph it backstage? So it it, uh, it depends on where you're at, but like more often than not, like I haven't gone out in the ring and gone over stuff in a long time. Really? If it's something really tricky or different or like unique, maybe we'll go over like like the one move. But um, more more often than not, you just talk like like just like we're talking right now. And so like if a guy's got like a unique finisher or something, you don't really do a lot. That's that's when you would kind of go and kind like, of like if I feel like it's it's something where like ah maybe we should feel it. You know what I mean? But more often than not, like I'm pretty confident about it. Or if I I, I would know like. You know, sometimes there's little guys that want to do some crazy move to me, and I go, yeah. "Well, can you?" Like, and I can get up light and like base myself, but like, like say if it's some sort of you know ridiculous driver, and I'm like, "Well, pick me up," like I'll get up for you, but like if you can control me safely, where you're not going to kill, kill me, kill me, yeah, sure, whatever. And I, but I'll let them make that decision. And usually, too, I've had people that are like, "Okay," and they'll you know go to scoop me up for something, like. Yeah, maybe. I'm like, all right. If you're unsure about it, then I'm definitely not sure yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, we so, shouldn't do it. Yeah, like vice versa. When I do some crazy driver stuff. People are like, oh, yeah, well, I'll trust Brian because Brian's freaking massive and he can protect me, no problem. So, but yeah, usually, like, and even at AW, unless you're an advertised match for like the week prior for Dynamite, everything else that happens that night for, for Rampage and the Darks and everything else, man, sometimes you don't even know until like a half an hour before. Really? We, we just had a show out here in Vegas and I'm getting worked on by the trainer and massage. I'm in my regular clothes, whatever. They come and go, Brian, you're uh, before Dynamite. Uh, in 30 minutes, you guys, 10 minutes with you and Willie Mack. I'm like, oh, sh so like, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that's on the fly. Damn, like dude. So there's not, there's no, nothing. I'm just like getting dressed up and I'm like, I remember I've called my wife and a couple of the friends like, you guys come back. We're, we're before dynamite now. And you know, and I, good thing I've been, I've been pretty married to Willie where I've worked him a lot. So it was a little easier to call, but I mean, you find yourself in a lot of situations where you don't have much time to prep or prepare at all. So y'all are just going off a of feel at that point, right? Yeah, like, right? It's, it's like, there's actions and reactions and then you just, yeah, you just communicate within the crowd and that just, that's definitely like, preferably I'd rather call some spots and it's not like you, uh, you said choreograph. I, I never go out there and choreograph and a lot of people feel like that's what it is. Like, like a circus of lay actor, you know, whatnot. 
I just, you know, so there's like a shine, a cutoff, heat, comeback, finish, like to break it down. Sure. In like a paragraph forms. So you just kind of call a couple of things for each of that. And you, you know, you kind of have those go-to spots to, to call back on. And then you just kind of fill in the blanks while you're out there. Man, dude, it, there's so much goes into it and so much people. It's fucking crazy to hear that backstory shit like that. And then like you said, too, you took the little choke slam right just on the mat, too. Like, yeah, yeah we know how to fall, but like it all it all hurts. None, of it, none of it doesn't hurt, dude. Whenever he says it's fake, that's why I get so mad about it. And I'm like, I really go, oh, do you touch each other or this? I go, listen, the goal is never to injure each other. I go, but it all hurts. You got to sell it, though. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I mean, none of it feels good. Like, I'm not going to go out there purposely trying to injure you. But I mean, it it's, doesn't mean it's not gonna all hurt. It yeah. should hurt. Like and like, like if you look at any more in my face or uh, pictures too, when I get kicked in, if, like I always take everything in the face. Some people put their hands up or try to faint it. I just take it like a champ. Just like, eat it. Just I'm like, eat I'm like, it, bro. Like, like just it makes it look better. Fuck yeah. Like too, if you know it's coming. Like, oh, this guy's gonna super kick me. Okay, I'm just gonna you know just roll with it. I mean, it's still gonna connect. You're still gonna feel it. Yeah. But, you know, your drilling's up there. There's a crowd. You're like, you want to sell it in the show. Have you ever had to send a receipt? Oh, absolutely. What, what's, give me one of your best examples of one something like well, that. For, tell people, for people to know what a receipt is. Let, kind of so so a receipt is when you get uh, when you get stiffed in the ring. So stiffed is when someone, something like, you know, lays it in for, for real, like way hard. It's like there's, and there's accidentally stiffing you where, hey, shit just happens. It's not a big deal. I'm getting yeah. mad about that. And then there's reckless or intentional where you're like, all right, no, I'm going to give this guy back. So I, I've got caught with stuff a million times, you know, where it just, it happens. Just like an I've caught, you know. You freaking give somebody something, you kill them. You're like, oh, my bad, man. You're like, oh, that's cool. It's cool. Whatever. You know what happens. Um, but wherever you're getting caught, you're like, oh, this motherfucker. So, like, this one guy, too, he kicked me. He's giving me chest kicks. You know, again, they're going to hurt and they're going to fail. And he kicked me toe right in between the oh. sternum where it knocked the wind out of me so bad. And oh. I'm like, oh, this next move, I'm going to freaking powerbomb the fuck out of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure. Like, and again, too, I'm also not going to do it recklessly where i'm going to injure him but he's going to feel it for he's sure gonna <laughs> he's gonna know he's gonna know not to he's, fucking kick you like that again yeah and i've done it and like and then too the shoot stuff too so i tore my mcl it was this lucha match it was like three and three i tore my mcl so i told the guys like hey i just tore my mcl it's my first match after a few weeks like i'm trying to take it easy out there okay we call some spots whatever it all goes to shit everyone's going to business for themselves nothing, nothing everything's falling apart it's just it's chaos so i'm trying to get control of it and then they're just not working and they're uh, I'm using a bunch of wrestling lingo, so going to business for himself. So instead of like sticking to kind of the plan of the the uh, officially unofficial structure of any match, like they're just kind of trying to just you know get all their shit in and just you know just just going to business for himself. We're like, no, it's all about me, 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 me. Like, hey, no, motherfuckers, you guys got to freaking do your part to make us look good. Yeah, sell it together. So I'm like, all right, you're not gonna freaking put us over. Then I'm gonna get myself over. So I'm trying to get a little more aggressive with them. So they get a little more aggressive back. So then I just went real on them. And I remember this is a big guy too. He's probably like freaking at least six, six or so, like 300 something, a big motherfucker. And I shot in on it. I picked him up for, for real, like, like an amateur style takedown. And it strained the hell out of my knee oh. because it's already sprayed. You know, I was torn the MCL. But now I'm even more mad now because that hurt. So when I slammed him, I roll float over on top of him and do a head and arm choke. And I try to choke his ass out as hard as I could. And as he passed out, his friends over there trying to like give me like kind of some work kicks. And I ain't selling that shit at all. I'm like trying to choke up this guy. Like so, it, it happens where shit definitely boils down. And um, it, so I I shot a couple of them. And the the third brother because there's three of them. Kind of tried to come back in. We worked out. We went home. We went to the finish. It was fine. And then we got into it backstage, and I was ready to get into it with all three of them. And I remember they said a good line. They're like, 
They're like, oh, you think just because you're on TV, you're a better wrestler than us? I go, no, because the three of you fucking suck. That's why I know I'm a better wrestler than you. And uh, <coughs> even those three of them, I was ready to fucking fight all three of them backstage too. And then like whoever cooler heads prevailed, two of them walked out. And then the real funny part of the story, even though like it was one of the first times I had to shoot on people in the ring and ready to fight them backstage, was the third member, who was like a cousin or whatever, because I think there was two of her brothers. The third one was like their cousin. He comes back and he fucking buys my 8x10 and my t-shirt from me. Oh, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> Just deserved, dude. Fuck yeah. When you say shoot, so shoot is a form of wrestling where it's still kind of real though, right? Is that so, 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 so there's a shoot work where it's like a shoot style. So there's a shoot style where it's like very realistic. So, you know, where uh, like even when they go back to like certain pancreases and the old school MMA stuff that was like, very real but like you know they still kind of work it's like almost throwing a fight where it's like oh it's real but fake so no but when you just go into a shoot that when you just shoot on somebody in in wrestling that just means fucking you're, you're going at it for real like no i'm not i'm not putting you over i don't think so i'm just gonna go in there so like if you're trying to so why do you shoot on somebody like in that regard so it's like say for your backstage we put this match together and then we go out there and then you're not you're not bumping for me you're not selling for me you're not trying to put me over and i'm putting you over and I'm selling for you and you're like making just, me look like dog shit. And you're like, not, I'm trying to do business. I'm trying to do business. You're not, you okay. You don't want to do business. Let's, All right. Then, then fu we'll fucking do fucking there. There's an amazing one with Antonio Noki. Yeah. You know what yeah, I'm talking I know about? This, yes, oh, yes. that's exactly it. That's exactly it. Yes. With the, uh, the bit. Oh my God. What's the guy's I name? His name too. Uh, um, and I, uh, it's on the tip of my tongue, but yeah, the, the big dude just doesn't want to do business for him. And Noki's a fucking legend. Legend. Legend, and he doesn't want to do business. He's not selling for him. He's fucking no selling, and he's fucking stiffing him too. And Noki's still trying to make him look like a champ. He's trying to stay professional the whole time until he's like, "All right, fuck it." And he beats the beats dog, the dog shit, shit out of him. Yes, he does. Fucking, it's on top of him. Beats Wailing the shovel. Him, pulls him. The ref pulls him off. He starts just stomping the shit out of his. I mean, you can see it on YouTube, dude. It, yeah, 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 it's, it's fucking great. The, it's the great Anoki. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The great Anoki. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's. You can't even do that stuff in UFC. He was, I mean, he was. I mean, he was letting him have it. Yeah. Letting him have it. <laughs> Fucking shit, man. What's your, so what's the, I mean, so, I mean, how many shows a week do you do? You fly out? How, like, what's your kind of schedule like? And how hard is that to get in fucking workouts and stay in that fucking type of shape and stuff, man? Like, it's got to be hard with all the travel, huh? So, so AEW's got a much more relaxed schedule than WWE, that's for sure. That's another perk with AEW. Um, they did just add a new show that starts in a couple weeks. And they're starting to do a little more house shows. So their schedule's getting a little little more full. But also, with AEW, you're an actual independent contractor. So in WWE, you're an independent you're contractor, but you're really more like... Their employee, kind of. Not even... You're like a slate. You can't do anything without their permission. You can't do you can't do any third-party bookings. Most of the time, you can't have certain sponsorships. You can't do like... Really? Cameo or Twitch or, you know, really? whatever. Like, nothing, not, and no other merchandise. If you do a TV show or movie or anything like that, you usually have to get permission from them, and then they get like... a significant percentage of your uh of your pay the whole nine yards whereas aw they have first right to refusal and you have to give them priority but any day that i'm not working at aw i can do whatever i want i can do any independent show i can do any signing i can do any yeah, sort of tv that's show i can do whatever yeah. so that being said because also i love wrestling so much and i don't always get to have that many matches on aw i still want my wrestling fix so i still do it's pretty significant amount of indies and I'll, I'll, I'll come and go where I'm like, I'm working every week like crazy and like, okay, let me dial it back and like, you know, come home a little bit more. Like, so it, it really just depends. Like I'm home this weekend. I was, uh, I was home for like 12 days cause you know, we liked that. We had shows out in Vegas, but before that, about mid May, I was only home for two weekends the entire year. And I was just like, go, go, go. In the first two weeks of May, 
I was literally like almost in a different time zone every single day. We're just like flying in and out, in and out, in and out. And that gets a little, a little much. Oh, yeah. Like I was just gone this past week. Same thing. I was all over the place. I was in, uh, where did we even start for AW before Colorado Springs? I don't even remember. I always get them all mixed up. But um, wherever we were, uh, we were wherever for, for AW. Then, on, then we went to uh, Florida. Then I went back to Texas. Then we went back to Florida. Then we went to Denver. And then we came back here. So, I mean, it just depends. It's not like that every single week. But uh, I'm such a hustler and grinder, too. Where, like, I, I don't want to leave money on the table. Even if it's money I don't need to, need to, that needs to be made. Yeah. I'm also like, hey, if I'm in demand right now. If I'm hot, if you're yeah. hot, you better keep it rolling. Exactly. Momentum. It may not baby. be there next year. Momentum. So. How is it with you? Well, you said your wife was a ring announcer, so she's been around the business. Yep, yep. So, so, so does she travel with you? Or I guess she, with a kid. She huh? has. She has. Like, and she worked with an Impact Wrestling for two years. Um, and then she's done her own stuff. She still has some of her own bookings that she's done. She actually, too, the company, unfortunately, from some uh, money, like, uh, not cartel because it wasn't um, Mexico. It was over in uh, Europe, but cartel-like business. The the box company had, I think had to kind of fold. My, but she was the first ever professional female ring announcer for boxing for a little while there. Um, Shit. And a different company. But no, she still she still works a lot. But she doesn't like pursue it per se. But she still loves it and likes to do it. And I, I feel like she always finds it hard. Where like she wants to like stay at home and be with the kids. But then also she like, ah, gets a little stir crazy where she wants to go out. But then when she starts doing more bookings and she's like, Oh, I feel like I'm, yeah, I don't know. So she flips back and forth all the time. And she talks about me bring, trying to bring her into AW and us doing stuff together, which we've thought of some cool stuff that would be fun. But also when I got her an impact and we were traveling together, working together, it is fun, but it's also not that fun. Cause like, I, yeah, 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 like yeah. I'm used to always having my time apart from her or anybody I've been with. Yes, yeah. And this is, you know, makes the heart grow fonder. And also, even more importantly, I'm a very meticulous person. Like you just said how much I travel on the road. I didn't even uh, answer your question about training stuff. Cause I'm like, I structure everything out where I'm like, cool. We're in this city. I'm gonna go to this gym. Okay. I'll get a car here. I got my meal prep here. I'll go like, I, I plan it all out like yeah. hour by hour, day by day. As soon as I get to the airport, I'm clocked in. As soon as I get home, I'm clocked out that I can relax and chill. So it would get frustrating with her because you know, I'm like, boom, eight o'clock. I'm doing this. Nine o'clock. I got to go here. 10 o'clock. I'm going to be there. And she's like, well, no, I want to go here. And, oh, I got to get my makeup to buy. I want to go to the gym too. And oh, you got to drop me out. And then you're just comes. like getting pit. Yeah. Just yeah. A, waiting on a woman. Yep. Waiting yep. on exactly. a woman. And I'm you like, hold on, hold on. Yeah. I'm like, this is my, this is my day. This is yeah, like, yeah. 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 You yeah. Do what you got to do. So son of a gun. Uh, and, and, and you know, too, also like any healthy marriage, we get all kinds of fights where I want to throw out the window. So, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, if that's the case and I leave, at least we like, okay, have a little cool on. Now, if I got to go to work with her and go back to the same hotel with her, and yeah. there's never that, that cool down period. So you're like, Ooh. then you send a receipt to your wife. Yeah. In the ring, you know what I'm <laughs> Shit. God damn, man. So as far as the creative ability and your creative independence on like your character build in a, it, how is that creative freedom? Like you, can you, do they kind of like you get shuffled in like, Hey, you're going to be Brian K or how does that come about? And like, what kind of you have? Hey, man, I want to take a new angle here. Or, so, so you, I mean, yeah, it's definitely not as controlling as other places. But also, if you don't get like, cause I, I've pitched some ideas in some different creative direction. I know we're in this group right now, this faction, so it kind of wouldn't really fit. But also, even if I was to just kind of start to try to make it happen, which I've even thought some ways to, to start. If there's not a consistent like uh, build towards it or push towards it, at least where where it's overly exposed on TV. 
then it's kind of falls in deaf ears. You know what sure. I mean? Like say if like, okay, I want to, if I want to be like big Papa pump, Scott Steiner. Yeah. But I'm not getting any promo time and I'm not on TV and, and like, Oh, I just changed my gear. And it, it, it's like, there's a change, but it's not really, yeah. it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like, I feel it, like though with the social media shit, like you oh, can kind of control oh, your for character sure. change. Like I mean, how I make all the reels and shit. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? You can kind of dictate and, and, and but, but also too, we're like, when you go and like cut a promo, uh, like you know, are you? Because like when I cut them little one minute videos and those, I, I'm just making yeah. that shit up the top of my head. Oh, do you write your stuff down or so, kind of? So I mean, there's so many different promos. A lot of times I cut promos. I'll just be in the shower, and I'll just come off the top of my head with the promo. And I'm like, fuck, that was good. Yeah. And I like I like try to record it or like write it down, or whatever. And that was really funny. I never get to use it because anytime I do a promo, at least even there too, it's always on the fly, and it's it's, you know, it's for. Whatever story or person or direction. So, like, sometimes if I have like this good one minute rant about nothing, but that sounds good. Yeah. If it doesn't really fit, it doesn't really make sense. But, like, you know, I'll just be sitting there and catering. I'll say, like, oh, Brian, hey, you guys got to come do a, you know, 45 second promo real quick about whatever. And I'm like, no, oh, shit. Okay. And then you just kind of just, just go off and like, and it can be fine. But, like, I know, like, if you had time to actually prepare or if I knew ahead of time, it'd be even better. Yeah. Cause but you can get you a one line. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. You, but there's plenty of times where I'm like, yeah, and I've asked for that too, where it's uh, where like, oh hey, I want more promo time for this, or I want to do this, or I want that match, or I want this, and it's not like you don't have any. There's no creative like uh, restriction where you can't do it, but obviously if you're just not getting used in that moment, then you can't do it. Like 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 a lot of companies and even WWE, they can handcuff you or really restrict what you can or can't do in a match. In AEW, it's just hey, if you guys have eight minutes, you have eight minutes, go do what you want. Like really, so when does it start? Like. Um like, you know, when do they kind of direct you? I guess, like, you know, you have a great match. You fucking start killing it. Your promo's cut up. When do they kind of start maneuvering? You're like, all right, we're going to make him the heavyweight champion. We're going to make him the tag team. How do they kind of – how does that those ins and outs kind of So, a lot, a lot of people probably have different answers to this, and, and there's a little bit of different flavors of ice cream. I mean, obviously, if you're getting over organically and naturally with the crowd, then that's going to help your chances. For They're sure. push you and then want to shine. Now, that being said, though, there's always the whole – you got to get yourself over. And you just said too, even with social media, that definitely helps being able to get yourself over though. At the same time, I've always thought, and this is my flavor of ice cream. I've always thought that was kind of a little bit of a political BS answer because like, if they don't want you to get over, you ain't going to get over. And what I mean by that, like, because they always say two wins and losses don't matter. And I always I feel like that's a little bit BS too because Hulk Hogan would not be Hulk Hogan if he lost all his matches. Yeah. John Cena would not be John Cena if he lost all his matches. But you, Goldberg was undefeated yeah, forever. They built him. Exactly. If Goldberg lost all his matches, he would not be Goldberg. You know? Exactly. So, and even like, and like go back to Goldberg, he's definitely had a special it factor about him for sure. But in the ring, he was actually terrible. He's awesome. No, I, I literally yeah. watched a documentary. I'm glad you said that. Yeah. yeah. That he, he was, he's just a two move guy, yeah. like a high, just. Yeah. The spear yeah, and the yeah, fucking jackhammer. Yeah, yeah, he's intensely but exactly. But perception is reality because they put him through everybody. It's like, oh, this guy must be amazing. Yeah, and that's what I mean. Like, if they, they want you, yeah. if they want you to get over, they'll get you over. And if you're amazing, but you don't, they don't want you to get over, and they kind of freaking push you to the side. If there's not even consistency, like that's, I feel like that's the most fair way. If I was like, look, if I'm on TV every week where I got a pretty good solid match, even if I'm if I'm winning, losing 50-50, whatever. If I'm getting consistent time on TV to showcase what I can do and all areas i feel like 100 percent i get over i feel like anyone with any talent and ability would, would be able to get over and if you don't that's a pretty you know okay well then maybe it's just you know it's not going to happen for you but i feel like that's the most fair uh occasion but okay let's see if you can get over but because outside of that if you don't if you're not presented the opportunity 
to get over. It's pretty hard to get over. Even if you have like an amazing match or promo, but then say you're not on TV again for six weeks. And, you got, and then you do it again, but then, hey, you're not on TV again for six or eight weeks. It's like, it's almost like you're re-debuting every yeah, time. There's no time. there's no consistency to keep building you up. So, and I mean, with that too, and again, a lot of people will have different answers for that. Like, you know, there's, there's top guys that are more of like, hey, if they want to work with you, if they want to put you over for whatever, what reason, then obviously, then you got somebody in your back pocket that's going to help push you shine. You get that opportunity to go. But, I mean, and in AEW specifically, regardless of how over somebody is or isn't or how small they are or not all like i will say this like damn near the whole damn locker room is amazing in the ring as far as their work rate sure as far as what they can do in the ring that that's that's one thing for sure i feel like aw definitely stands out at so it is hard just to go out there and have an excellent match and try to get over but just because oh you're really good in the ring because like everybody that over there is really they're, good. In the yeah ring. professionals yeah, yeah they're yeah. they're in it yeah what you said you never had any big major injuries, except how'd you tear your bicep? You tore your bicep. So I tore my bicep, and uh, dude, I, I, it's funny. It's like when you when you get a car and you start seeing that same car everywhere else. I Man, I tore my bicep, and then, like I just started finding out a thousand people that tore their biceps. Um, in was it mid match? Mid match? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's always a stupid story. It's never exciting. Like mine, literally. Like, so I went through the middle rope to the outside. I, I took this bump onto this trash can, and how you normally go through is like you grab the middle rope, you know, with this hand. And then as you're going through the ring, you take this hand and kind of base on the apron to control your fall, you know, onto the floor, onto your feet, onto the trash can. So the, usually when you get hurt a lot, too, in wrestling, it's because the ring is a piece of shit. And this was an indie show, and the ropes were freaking looser than a 99-year-old fucking pair of titties. <laughs> and as soon as I grab it, it just, there's nothing there. So there's nothing for me to hold on to. So I go to base. You know, it's all quick in one motion. Yeah. And I miss the base just because, like, you might, you know, it's just all off. So instinctively, you just hold on. And the rope just, like, stretched out with me. And it almost snapped my arm like a like a bone arrow, almost like an arm bar. Oh, shit. And I'm falling out. And, again, it's, you know, it's all in the blink of an eye. But you can see it real quick like that. And just that snap, it just pops my bicep right off the bone. And I eat the trash can and roll through. And I don't even register that I landed on the trash can. I remember my, my arm was, like, seizuring. And then it just went dead. And I was like trying to curl it. And there's just like nothing there. And I'm like, oh, damn it. I'm that's like, got to be a weird feeling. I, and, and what made it even worse was the next day was my last match with Impact. Now, if you can see from here, but I have this cleft lip scar because I worked RVD the next day. I still try to have the match. And he gave me his Van Daminator. He throws a chair at you. You catch it. He kicks it back in your face. And because I had no strength in this arm. You couldn't. Uh, well, I had it. And he kicked it. And it came out of this hand. So the leg went like spun out like this and hit my lip. And it ripped my lip in half too. So like... My last day there, my bicep's all torn. I got to go have surgery. My lips ripped better in half. Better than good on TV, get... though. With oh, the yeah, yeah. I better oh, I was bleeding like great. crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Is there any special way to take a chair? What's the art of the chair taking? Just take it like a champ. Just fucking, you know it's coming. Here we are. Yeah. Like, nowadays, a lot of people want to see the head. First off, they try to eliminate a lot of the headshots after the whole Benoit stuff. The concussions. Yeah. Um, I, still, I, I still don't mind taking them. But, um, uh, I just grit your teeth and bear it just take a champ like i mean there's no everything's just a fake chair this that, no, I, I, no i don't think there yeah. is dude. it's like just you, yeah you just swing it you, you just roll it. with it yeah there was um i worked out about our del rio in mexico and oh. i took this chair i was like i'm taking it so hard oh man this is the stiffest chair it was like reinforced with like 16 different braces oh it, it it and he went he went to town like multiple chair shots on me and i uh oof, man and even then one of those i even tried to put my hand up because i was getting killed and that's another reason I don't even like to put my hand up. It almost hurt my hand more. <laughs> like, oh, like, no shit. Like, 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 I broke my fingers. Like, oh, man, just hit me in the head. Never mind. But, I mean, yeah, it's just, you, should, you know, just just take it. There's no real favoring way around it. I mean, the only, I guess, 
thing you don't want to do is hit him with the backside of the chair. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I've, I've had that happen too where you can't see with my mohawk now. I've had my fohawk. I have a couple scars on the back of the head from getting hit that way where it splits you Jesus, open. Jesus, dude. What about thumbtacks? Is that the worst? Thumbtacks? No, nah, they're not that bad. No? I've had no. thumbtacks. I've had the skewers in the head. Um, man, I just saw some crazy shit on Instagram the other day. Somebody straight took a nail gun to the head. Like fucking Happy Gilmore style. No shit mid-match? Dude, yes. I'm like, that, that's just ridiculous. Like... Holy shit, they're really up in the ante here. Yeah, that's, My God. I mean, and of course it's in the it's the middle of nowhere, you know, there's probably like forty people, like it's just the shit show. I'm like I'm like, dude, you could totally die from that, like easily. And I am and even it does not keep like kinda like aim like the guy's outside and the dude's in the ring and he holds the gun like over the top rope at him and just shoots him with it and shoots him in the head. And I'm like Bro, that could have went so wrong. Exactly. Could hit him in the eye. Could have exactly. fucking anything, bro. Speaking of the eye, I see this the other day, man. This hardcore, like, I, I don't, I don't mind hardcore stuff, and big bumps and big tax tables, flaming tables, even like whatever. But like, then you have all this like, like ridiculous over the top hardcore stuff now, like deathmatch shit that keeps happening. This guy, I mean, I guess it's a, it's a spot that he does all the time. He has a dude put a syringe, like a needle, through like his eyebrow, like a piercing. And then through his like bottom of his eye like this. So it's in front of his eye like this. And then he does moves and runs spots like that while the fucking needle's in front of his what eyeball. What in the fuck, dude? Yeah. That no, sounds terrible. No, no, thank you. No. I, I saw it. I was the, I'm not even an anxious person, but the amount of anxiety I had watching Bro, that match. I was you're just, just telling me that I'm yeah. like, what the fuck? Oh man. When you pick that dude up and put him through that table uh at that wedding, like so, like can I see, like, you know, you're shifting his weight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you've got to put him on a particular spot. Like, yeah, yeah I'm, trying to, I'm trying to help him out. I mean, I guess he's going to fill it, but, like, I'm not trying to kill him, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that floor looked to be pretty fucking hard. Yeah, yeah it was just a little just a floor. wedding floor, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, holy shit, man. I'll oh, yeah, speaking you. of that, so the guy hits me up, and he goes, hey, you know, I want to book you for a wedding. And I'm like, get out of here, right? And he goes, oh, yeah, and he kind of has some different ideas, and we're going back and forth. I'm like, all right, fine, I guess I'll do it. Still not really know what to expect, and as we get closer we get some details. I'm like, all right, this is going to be pretty rad. I, I, I like this. So I show up. You know, the wedding's already been happening. Or everybody's over at the ceremony. I change. The, the best man. So the bride, the groom, the best man, the two guys obviously involved that I'm beating up. And one other person. Only people know. Nobody else knows anything about that. No, you could tell genuinely on the oh, crowd's well, face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, that D, they, the yeah. DJ because he played the music. Yeah. Right. So I show up. The ceremony's already happening and stuff. You know, they're getting married. They're doing speeches. I'm like the little groom's thing. I'm changing my gear. Um... During the speeches, these two like plants like come up and grab the mic and they start, you know, like like they're drunk and just running on the bride and talk about this, that, whatever. And there's a couple people that even try to like get a, you know, physically intervene into it. And they're like, people had to kind of try to stop them, like, because they're going to ruin the spot. So the music hits exactly. I don't think until the best man came back out in the wet, the ref shirt, that's when people started like laughing and getting into it. Cause I've, yeah, yeah. They're the, all the whole time. Prior to that, they they're, had no idea what the fuck was yeah. going on. And they're dude. like, "What is happening right now?" Yeah. Whereas John, that's the guy that got with the groomsman. He he's loving it. But uh, so where I come out there, I power bomb in my pen, and I get the matrimony championship. I go, no, I give it to John. Big celebration, and it was cool too. Then he had like he got a gazillion of my uh, AW action figures, and then he customized them all out to the wedding. So it was like a wedding gift for everyone, and I signed them all. I took pictures of everyone there, and it was it was a good time. But um, so the backstory of it was. He was previously married, got divorced, never wanted to get married again. He'd been with his, uh, his bride now, but they've been together about five years, he said. And she really wanted to get married. He goes, I don't want to get married. Whatever, they go back and forth about it. He goes, okay, you know, for you, I'll get married, but I don't want to have a wedding. And she goes, well, that's the whole point of getting married. I've never got a wedding, you know. Every girl wants to have a big wedding. 
So he's like, okay, all right, fine. I'll, uh, I'll work with you then. I'll, you know, I'll do it for you. So she's putting the whole wedding together as all girls do. Like my, my wife was all mad that I get more involved putting together the wedding. And I said, listen, I'm literally going to tell you we should do this, this, and this. You're going to look at me and say, my idea is stupid and you're going to do what you want to do anyway. So you might as well just do it all in here. Yeah. But, uh, so I guess she felt bad and she's like, Hey, look, I, you know, I know you're, you're doing this for me and, and, and uh, I want you, you know, to, to be a part of it. I want something for you to be excited about. And I want you, you know, to want to do this as well. I don't want it to just be all about me. I'm just just my day. So she's like, so what's something that you want to personally, like you have involved in the wedding so you can look forward to it He goes, what do you mean? He goes, I don't know. I just like, give me something that you want to do. So that way you can just have your own input, your own involvement. And that was his idea. Was <laughs> That's fucking awesome. Well, what if we had one of my favorite wrestlers, Brian Cage, come and pop like, I'm sure she thought something more wedding esque, right? Yeah, not because <laughs> I, I, I even asked him like, is your, "Is your bride a fan?" Because there's no way any girl will let this happen. Yeah, outside of that, and he goes, "Oh, this is how it came to be," and she, you know, she ended up loving it, and it turned out great. And so, yeah, the guy was all geeked out. And going back to what we were talking about originally uh, when we first started this interview, I was like, "Yeah, so what was like, you know, what made you want to do this? Like, why me too?" And he goes, "Oh man, I've been a big fan of yours since Lucha Underground, and like." I mean, dude, you're like the one of the guys that still looks like a wrestler. So I wanted you to come here and freaking look the part, be the part, kill the guy. Yeah, like, so then there's been a couple of times I've got some random like bookings or just like, you know, cool little gigs like just because of that again, because of how I looked. So man, that's fucking, you're living the dream, but dude, it's, it's, it's going dream. pretty good. It was, it was a lot of fun. They had a, they had a house show actually that day. AW did. And I had to go to it because I had that booking, which is way more fun and and, yeah, uh, yeah, and sure. unique for sure. Yeah. I was like, this is this once, is too once cool. in a lifetime. You can put somebody through a chair at a fucking right? wedding right? ceremony. So everyone keeps joking about it's gonna be a new booking thing. I literally today, because uh, people kept joking about wanting to book a book, but I had somebody DM me today. Goes, so you really taking wedding bookings out? Because actually, uh, oh shit, it just turns into a career move. <laughs> yeah, dude. right. He's like, I actually have an offer. Like, like what's your what's your rate and availability? And this, I'm like, is it gonna happen oh, now? Like, this God. is hilarious. I, I had that's funny said I had legitly someone messaged me on Instagram and was like how much would it take for you to come to my wedding and like blow fucking my mother-in-law's back out like dance with her <laughs> spend the day with her and like be her date to my wedding and I was like oh man come on man I can't you know like what are we do yeah it's just weird five yeah five you know what five, five grand, grand. You know, and you have my socks and my boxers who gives a shit but yeah dude that's fucking badass man dude that's it's, fucking really badass dude. Everything pretty, else good in life? I mean, just... Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't complain. We've uh, we moved out here from California like the first of 2021, and I have uh, no looking back. I love it out here. It's my favorite place I've lived. Um, we bought a really nice home in the beginning of last year, except, you know, we got another kid on the way now. It's got the new contract. So, yeah, things go Bro, pretty... Bro, it's fucking hot out here. It gets hot out here. Okay, though. listen, listen, listen. People always say that, first of all. It's hot everywhere in the summer. It right? is. It's hot in Austin. It's hot in Texas. It's, yeah. Our Chico gets up to 120. I lived in Fresno. It was like 120. It was Florida. It's humid as hell. Like, it's hot in the summer. And I'll tell you what. I'll take a Las Vegas summer every year over a freaking snowed in oh, Midwest yeah, or East Coast winter. This dry heat's a little different just on your skin. But, like, in Austin, it's humid as fuck. So your hair's ruined. Yeah. You, you, it's 80 I, I, degrees I will, at nighttime I, and you're sweating. I, when people go to different heat, I'm like, listen, hot is hot. I hate it all. Like, I just want the AC on. And also, if it's 120 outside, I ain't, I ain't outside mowing my lawn. Yeah, yeah, know? for sure. But I will say that this was, I've never had an issue with, uh, like, dry skin and stuff. But it's also because there's so much hard water out here, too. So not only Yeah, I did heat. notice just showering yeah. earlier, yeah. like, put, putting the water in my hands, like, touch my hands, like, God damn. Like, yeah, if you don't have an a amazing water softener, yeah, you, Your shit you gets regret calloused it. up. You, you yeah. regret it pretty bad. Yeah. yeah. 
Fuck yeah, man. Well, shit. Where can the people find you? Socials? Uh, where can they check Bri- you out on shows? Brian Cage on Instagram. Uh, was it Brian Cage GMSI on Twitter? Um, that has all my information. AEW on TBS TNT every Wednesday and Friday. Well, and now Saturday, I guess, too. Oh, y'all doing a Saturday show now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It starts 17th. will be the first one. Damn, dude. She's coming up on it. You got a contract locked in until you're 45, right. dude. Right. Just exactly. The dream. You know what, too? That, that was a big thing, too. Like, so... I love wrestling. That's how my body feels too. Like I feel pretty good. My knees are, are there's good days and bad days. There's sure. days I'll go in the gym and I fucking squat all the way. There's days I go in the gym. I can't even squat down time my shoe. So those just kind of come and go. But outside of that, I feel pretty good, pretty healthy. Um, and come 45, right after, like I wanted a good deal where I'm not saying I'm going to stop wrestling after that deal, but I want to wrestle because I, want to wrestle afterwards not because i have, have to, to. Yes. yeah i see what you're saying and then uh i mean look diamond dallas page didn't his career didn't start taking off till he was like i know in his i'm, I'm really good friends ddp and then i was got the the sweet the, yoga, the yoga stuff dude his dude, shit's yeah. awesome dude i'm so happy for that guy he's, he's such a good fucking yeah i've gone to his house a couple times to he's do it. such like, a yeah. fucking good dude. he was the At, first blue check mark to ever follow me on Instagram. oh yeah yeah Ooh. i made a, a promo video talking about hitting a couple diamond cutters on a couple turd cutters because I just got a blonde mullet and like someone sent it to him and he like messaged it was, it was pretty cool I, I've, I've been a oh, huge fan a, he's, super he's, good dude super yeah. cool. like I said too and he, so he was you know best friends also with, with Chris Canyon which is cool that, that we have that connection as well and they definitely came up together so um, yeah no really good dude really really good dude there's uh, I mean there's not a lot of like dick sticks but I would say uh, and DDP's not so active in the business super nice guy super humble but as far as two guys, too, that are really nice, that are, uh, like, top tier, is Sting, who's in our company, and uh, he, he actually recently moved out here is uh, Rey Mysterio. Really? I've, I've heard Rey Mysterio's a great... Dude. Fucking dude. Uh, unbelievable. And unbelievable. a great, one of the best... Ra- dude, I've, dude it, it just, so good. It's so cool. And he actually was uh, a person, too, that's kind of helped being the liaison for uh, some WWE talks as well. So he's always... I've been really cool with him since Lucha Underground. Really good dude. Like, And, again, not saying that either one of these guys have to, you know... They don't have the right to be a dick, but they don't. Have, they definitely don't have to be as nice as giving. Yeah, as they yeah, are. they're going out of their way yeah. to help. You yeah, know, I help mean, a companion. these are top tier guys, and they're oh, like, yeah. I mean, they act like they just started yesterday. They're so cool, so okay, cool. Man. Well, man, I appreciate you coming by. Uh, maybe get. A, do you want to lift tomorrow? Should we lift tomorrow? Or you got I mean, days tomorrow. I, no, no, I'm, I'm fucking ready, bro. I don't know if you're ready. I'm gonna but, be hungover, but I, look, I show up divorced, sick, or hungover. It don't matter. I'll okay, be there, all right, buddy. Because right. if you're gonna on party the road, hard uh, on the road, I, a lot of people be like, "Oh, come on, Cage, I gotta work out with the machine." What time are you working out tomorrow? I'll go this time, whatever. All right, I'll be there. Fuck, ain't nobody ever show up. It's fucking desolate. A little tumbleweed comes by Listen, as a fucking. I, I'm telling you right now, if I'm gonna party this hard and I'm gonna live longer than forty, I got to put in the work on the you back know? end. You know, so do, do you drink or stuff like that? No, not really. Really, never, 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 never. never. Fuck yeah, dude. People You're a purist. You know what's funny, too? So people always bring that up, and uh, like, then I can go out and have a good time. I'm like, I used to always say that, too, when I was you know, much younger. Like, I don't got to get drunk. I don't want to do this, that, whatever. And I, I joke that I'd just be like, yeah, I guess Dare really worked on me in elementary school. <laughs> but I just had no, no curiosity or you know, to, to get high, to smoke, to freaking drink, whatever. Um, and I, I made this uh, uh, little comparison today. You know what's funny? is like most of the time I tell people I don't drink, some people are a little surprised, like, oh, wow, okay, that's cool. A lot of times people make a joke about it, like, ah, oh, you're lame, oh, whatever. Yeah. You're boring. And uh, I'm on the plane the other day, and we're, you know, we're severely delayed, and this guy makes a comment. I'm like, oh, can we at least get some drinks going? And some girl next to him goes, yeah, that'd be nice. And the ha-ha, the joke. And he goes, oh, I'm just kidding. I'm X amount of years sober. And she's like, oh, congratulations. And he goes, oh, yeah, you know, whatever bad thing happened. Sure. Not, not like it was horrible, horrible, but whatever tragedy happened. 
that made him decide, okay, we changed my life around. And hey, whether you're drug addict and alcoholic, whatever, if you change your life around, I'm not trying to say that that's not awesome and congratulations for sure. But I, I thought it was kind of funny. I'm like, so if you drink enough where it becomes a problem and then something happens, so you stop drinking, it's looked at as like, oh my God, that's awesome. Congratulations. Where somebody asks if I drink, I go, no, I never have. They're like, you're yeah, fucking I've never, lame. I've never <laughs> thought about it like that. But yeah, dude. so like just during that moment where I sat there, I, I kind of thought, I was like, that's kind of funny. I was like, so if you never drink, you fucking suck. Yeah, you look like a loser. But, but like, if you if you drink, destroy your life. Yeah. And then stop drinking, you're a fucking hero. Congratulations, <laughs> dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've never actually looked at it like that. That's a great fucking point. Fuck. I realize I'm in the minority in, in that too. I don't. I, don't drink, I also don't drink coffee either. I despise. All right, see, so that's where I'm gonna draw the line on you. Buddy. I despise. Co- I know. I realize I'm probably the only person on the planet. I can't. The smell of it, the taste of it, the oh my god. Really? If my wife has it. How I, do you? I, 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 I say. I was like, look. If there's any girl that I was like chasing after, if she didn't want nothing to do with me, she just to take a little sip of coffee and I will leave her alone. I will not touch her. Well, oh my god. No. What, so how do you get? Do you do pre workout at least? That's it. Just pre workout. For the workouts, yeah, no other caffeine, no energy drinks, no nothing, not in the zilch. What kind of pre-workout are you using? Do you use stimulant, like high stimulant ones, or like uh, yeah, I mean, beta alamine, all the so fucking- so. I mean, I'm, I'm sponsored by Redcon, so I usually always use Total War, and you know, I'll take a. I like Total War a lot. I'll take a. I'll bring you some stuff. If yeah, you want, if you yeah, need, maybe right. you need. You might need two scoops. Yeah, but well, uh, <laughs> you know me. Yeah, I got a high tolerance. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I say like, yeah, I do. You said high stim. I don't like it too crazy, but I do take a. Like I'm like oh you know a 250 300 milligram scoop of of pre workout's good but I, I I always take a, a real man scoop so I'm sure there's a lot more than what the... do you dry scoop or you put it in water? no no I'm dude dry. I see those psychopaths at the gym dry scooping that shit I'm like you guys are insane I've only ever done dry scoop because I had to because I had nothing to put it in there and it's awful it's terrible it's all and I don't think it works any better no like, like, the people are like oh it hits you faster I'm yeah like, that's hey, why the people no. that do it act like it, it works better and I go no it doesn't no and you just choke and cough and you fucking you look like a fucking idiot. Goes you know? up your freaking nasal cavity and you're just yeah you're hating just life. Dumb, dumb. Well, man, I appreciate you coming out, coming by, man. Appreciate you coming to the show last yeah, night. Yeah, yeah, it was time. it was good, it was man. It was good. The, it was How about Cam, the guy before me? Yeah, he was hey, great. Hey, he was great. Hey, hey, I, I will say, I will say. Uh, I mean, everybody did great. Cam was great and freaking eating the Mikey. The, oh yeah, my Mike. gosh! Yeah, yes. dude, he's he's been he, in it forever, dude. He's he, been those, in those, comic. those were those were he was good fucking ones. giving it to him, dude. There, there's some good yeah, ones. Yeah, if you ever come out to Austin, like, let me know and uh, for sure, yeah, yeah, I'll show yeah. you some cool spots. There's a bunch of comedy clubs up there now. You know, too. Actually, you said if we were coming to Austin, I was gonna say this too. Actually, the wife and I, before we were even together, we could, our unofficial first date actually was in Austin. Really? And went down uh, to uh, get a piece of uh, what is it? Like home run or home slice pizza or whatever. Home slice. Yeah, yeah, I, got, yeah, yeah. I got a I got a shirt. That was our first. Uh, Hell yeah, dude. First little little uh, unofficial date ski. So yeah, if you're ever out there for a show, like I don't know, like on a Sunday, you got to come to Latchkey. I know it's like you know it's a bar, but that band plays and stuff. It's just a really cool vibe. Really cool. Yeah, yeah. Energy, that, people always say too. It's not like I'm like, oh my god, anti this or whatever. No, I, like, I bet you still go out and have so, a grand yeah, fucking socialize, time. but like, yeah, I definitely I, I definitely have a time limit though. Like, sure. The more and more everyone fucked up, gets fucked up. They and start getting stay annoying, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. My, my, my. I'm like, you know, after a few hours, I'm like, oh, cool. I could probably. Yeah. I could probably, you know, call it in I'll right call now. Call it here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, man. Uh, Brian, I appreciate you coming out. And uh, no worries, man. You know, yeah, I was, I was hoping you'd. Uh, on the uh, you talked about your cool little promos. I was going to ask you to try to cut a little uh, impromptu on the fly. Right here. Fucking rundown and call you out right now. Just like, right here on the podcast, should we do like a reel, like on a video. Do it outside. Yeah. Get like better lighting and shit. Okay. Yeah. 
And maybe just like power slamming through the fuck. Through I was going to say, and there's something that, you know, we got some old furniture. There could be some, yeah. Yeah, shit. Well, look, this has been another episode of my Drunk Uncle's Podcast. I want to thank Brian for coming out. Thank y'all for tuning in. Like and subscribe. Uh, got shows coming up all over. I'll be in Canada, all over fucking everywhere. You can check this podcast out in any place you can find a podcast. Uh, and uh, make sure to get your cat spaded and neutered. Shout out Bob Barker. <laughs>